All right, everyone, welcome to another No Gi Required podcast. Thank you for being here, Professor Jay. Always good um, to be here. Man, and uh, Jay contacted me uh, last week and said, Jen Jack, we have to talk to this guy. And he said, What you guy? Like Joey House. I like, Joey, I know Joey. But you don't know what he's been doing. And um, Joey's been training Jiu Jitsu here, I don't know how many years, one of our top guys mm-hmm. here in the school. And uh, I saw a lot of things that he was, he was been doing his life in the beginning, but finally, when Jay mentioned that he's doing the Win Hoff, right? Yes. Method, that's something that I, man, I'm following him on Instagram. I see a lot of videos, people going to a bucket full of ice and breathing and be able to hold themselves. And I think it's related so much to what we do to prevent injury, to have a better self-control, the breathing aspect. Then I have someone here, Joe, which is level two in this method, and I want to ask him a lot of questions. Welcome, Joe. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. And man, that's, I wanted to start telling us, how did you end up doing jiu-jitsu, being a motivational speaker, and suddenly now you're actually helping so many people with this method? This process and uh, how's that happen? Yeah, well, I, the way I see it is that they're totally related. I look at jujitsu, the Wim Hof method, as still me just working on myself in these different ways. And I feel the way I got started actually was from here when Higson Gracie came and taught a seminar here. He was talking a lot about breath work. He talked a lot about his yoga instructor, a man by the name of Orlando Connie, and how he taught this method of yoga called, it was Gynastica Natural. No, actually, Biogynastica Now, yes. But And so he talked so much about the importance of breathing being the second most important thing he learned in his life outside of jujitsu. And I remember in my head thinking, man, I would love to go to Rio to learn from this guy, Orlando Connie. And then he also talked about cold water immersion. Somebody asked why he does it because of, obviously, I think anyone listening to this podcast has probably seen Choke. And so within that, it's like required jujitsu viewing. And he goes into the cold rivers of Japan, goes in the water, and you see him just staying totally calm, working on his breathing. And someone at the seminar, I still remember it to this day, asked why he did the cold water immersion, gave the coolest answer ever. He said, I do it to embrace death. And so as soon as he said that, I'm like, I'm going to be jumping into cold water all the time now. And so I remember he talked about Orlando Connie, the cold. And out of complete crazy synchronicity, I got a call from a friend saying, hey, I have a friend from Rio de Janeiro coming to live in America. Can he live with you? And we talk more and more. And then he starts saying he's the head instructor of the Orlando Connie Institute in Rio de Janeiro. (laughs) And so his name was Marcelo Barros, who came and he lived with me and my best friend, Eric Medina, for I think like six, seven months. And every day we'd wake up early, go over the breathing. And then we, during the winter, we would jump into our pool, which was probably about 50 degrees, so colder than the ocean is in winter. But we we had no method to, we were just jumping in, seeing how long we can last, kind of being friendly, competitive. <laughs> and then one day, I think it was actually Marcelo who showed us, hey, this guy's the real deal. You got to check him out. And it was a documentary on the Wim Hof method. It was the Vice documentary where... They go so in-depth and you see him doing all these crazy things, going into the ice. We see that he's set these world records, being in an ice bath for two hours, climbs up to the death zone of Mount Everest. 
and doing all these crazy things. And he was just wearing shorts and shoes while he was up in the death zone of Everest. And then, like, so it seems that it's, he's this larger-than-life character. But then he goes on to show, like, no, I can teach people this. And so he started teaching more and more people about it and then bringing it to the scientific community where they started doing all these tests on him. It's like, what he's doing, is it good for your body? What's going on here? And, like, they found that it has so many physical benefits and just also, like, the mental benefits of it as well. But between the breath work, the cold water immersion, all of that— and it was just so interesting because of before I learned anything about Wim Hof or the Wim Hof method, because of jujitsu, I was already working on my breathing with Marcelo and like learning to breathe in all these different areas in my body. And as I learned that, I, A, I learned that my, my gas tank in jujitsu, my physical ability and my stamina dramatically increased because, my, oh, I can breathe into more areas of my body. But then also being able to breathe into more of those areas of the body has this amazing calm meditative effect on it. You actually get to directly affect your nervous system by how you breathe. And so, yeah, when the ice bath, we use that as well. And, and it's, it's so amazing because uh, I'm going to start asking you questions. You're already level two, right? And yeah. one half method. How many levels are? There are three. So like the people that are the level three ones are the ones that usually work more closely with Wim and set up all the different events he does. But level two instructors can do all the different kinds of workshops, uh, which is what I've been doing all over and, the world. And I see that you being around and teaching so many people. And what would say today that you notice the number one difference that you feel people when they start getting into and learn this whole process of breathing and why going to a bucket full of ice. Why is that so important or is part of the learning process? For sure. I feel that having any kind of like meditative exercise, I mean, for me, jujitsu counts as a meditative exercise. The breath work is a meditative exercise. You can just sit and meditate, but just having some kind of ability to kind of control your own nervous system. Because no matter who you are, whether you're rich, poor, you have everything going on, you don't, we all suffer the consequences of life. Life happens to all of us and we all deal with certain levels of stress. And so what I've found for myself and people I've worked with is that in having the breathing method or just like having some kind of meditative exercise, which does so many different things. So like as you do the breathing, it's great for your health because of it builds alkalinity. The carbon dioxide mixes with the water in your body. As you do the breathing, you get rid of that. Uh, you, it makes carbonic acid. And when you do the breathing, you get rid of that carbonic acid, making your body into a more alkaline state. In that alkaline state, your body functions better. But then also all these amazing things happen that can affect your brain chemistry. You start getting out of the prefrontal cortex, which is the human part of our brains, the part that allows us to think into the future. And, and, and looking into that, basically, a lot of people not knowing right now how to breathe correctly. Correct, yeah. Because I don't think they're getting the benefit of oxygen. Yes. And if you don't have enough oxygen in your body... I mean, you're going to start having headaches, some of the feelings that just because you're not breathing properly. Correct. And there's also like your biomechanics of just how you hold your body. So there's been studies done that if you, you put a smile on your face for seven seconds, it starts telling the brain, oh, I guess we're happy. Your brain releases oh. endorphins and you feel happier. So how we breathe is also one of those kind of indicators to our body. And most people, as you said, just only breathe short and shallow in through their chest. And it's a common thing in Western culture. People don't actively use these different breathing muscles. 
But as you learn about your different breathing muscles, learn how to take these deeper, fuller breaths, you can actually get your body into that parasympathetic nervous system state or that rest and digest nervous system state just by how you breathe. You take these fuller, deeper breaths, your body becomes more relaxed versus you take these short, shallow breaths throughout the day, which is what most people in Western culture do. And it's chronic stress is definitely a problem in Western culture. And why the ice? So the ice also has its own set of physical benefits, right? We know as athletes, uh, we've been doing it forever. You get into an ice bath, it starts reducing inflammation. You get those anti-inflammatory proteins that come in. It's also great for your circulation. You're like how you're, you get into the ice bath and you get vasoconstriction. Your blood vessels tighten up. And when you get out, they open up and it kind of creates like this. Almost like renew. Yeah, it's like a blood, it's like a blood vessel workout is what you're giving yourself. It's great for your cardiovascular system. It also builds brown fat. So brown fat is like what scientists used to think was like this vestigial organ, a thing that we didn't need anymore. But actually, it's a thing that as you put yourself more and more in cold, you build more and more brown fat. So your body learns how to. Uh, insulate itself. You basically deal with hot and cold better. And then that brown fat actually burns white fat, which is the fat that we have in our body. So we have all these physical benefits to it. But also, like I was jumping into ice baths before I knew anything about physical benefits. I do find that there is something to you put yourself in the situation that you know is going to put you in fight or flight. Nobody gets into the ice bath, not even Wim. You can see when Wim gets in, his breathing pattern starts to change. <sighs> like that's what it does to everybody. But you can get into that ice bath and you can still be in control of your breathing. And then I've seen, so in one of my workshops that I've done, I had a gentleman, he'd had a heart attack in the past. And so he was wearing a heart rate monitor throughout the workshop. So before he gets in the, the ice bath, I can see what his heart rate is, and it's about 120 beats per minute because he was already a little bit nervous about it. And so he gets into the ice bath, and it goes up to about 160 beats per minute. I you, can see, you can imagine what somebody's face looks like at 160 beats per minute, what their breathing sounds like. And it was just, <sighs> he was just trying to catch his breath in that ice. But as that, because I keep everyone in for two minutes max, and as he was in there, focused on his breathing, using all those breathing muscles. I watched as his heart rate went from that 160 down to about 150, 140, 130, 120, 110. And by the time he got out, it was at about 80 beats per minute. So before getting into a stressful situation, just thinking about it, it's at 120 beats per minute, gets into it initially and it brings his heart rate to 160. And within two minutes of focusing on his breathing, it goes down to 80. And it goes to show that no matter what, that if you are focused on like, right, how am I breathing, how am I holding my body, you can be in a stressful situation, something that initially causes your body to go into fight or flight, and then you can actually actively use your breathing to bring yourself into that more calm, rest and digest parasympathetic nervous and, system state. And like, usually is how long since when somebody wants to start doing and learn from you, for example, how long it takes them to jump into to the ice, how is this steps for him to get into that stage? How, how, how like we'd say, time-wise that would be? So if someone wanted to work with me, basically, like I would have them go in that day. I always have people like, hey, if you, you know, if it's going to be a week till you see me, try taking a cold shower every day. Try just kind of exposing yourself to cold just so your body isn't, oh, this is a whole new thing. What's going on here? But like, even if it is, 
you can still use your breathing, get control of that sense of interoception, the sense of what's going on inside your body, and actively keep yourself calm and relaxed while you're in there. And so when I work with anyone, the first thing I do is work on breathing mechanics. Because even though like the Wim Hof method is its own breathwork method, if you don't have just basic breathing mechanics down, you'll probably end up doing the Wim Hof method breathing wrong because most people, as we talked about, typically only breathe through their chest. So the first thing I teach people is how to use their diaphragm, how to breathe into their belly, how to breathe into their ribs, their back, their chest, how to isolate these different breathing muscles, how to use them together. Then we go into the Wim Hof method breathing which is what I explained, how it builds you into that alkaline state. It affects brain chemistry. You start going in different parts of the brain. And then we do the ice bath. I keep people in the ice bath for no more than two minutes, but everyone's different. Some, and it's what's wild is that you never can properly guess who's going to do well, who's going to have a hard time. I've had people that were like like MMA fighters. I'm not going to say the name, but there is a YouTube video of a very, very famous uh, MMA fighter, like a legend, and his team is trying to get him in the ice bath, and they're literally shoving him down, and he's not, he doesn't want to do it, and he's literally crying as they're doing it. Yet at the same time, I've had 70-plus-year-old grandmas get into the ice bath and go in like they're Buddhist monks, just go in, almost zero change of their breathing, their physiology, and so it affects everyone differently. I've also seen people get in They get into the ice bath. Like it doesn't affect their breathing. They're fine. But within 30 seconds, they're like, all right, that's it. I can't do anymore. And then I've also had people get in. And for the entire two minutes, they've never gotten control of their breathing. The whole time, they're just in an intense (laughs) fight or flight state, but they stay in the whole two minutes. So it's been an interesting thing. Like I can never quite guess who's going to have no problems, who's going to have a little bit. But at the same time, like even just getting into the ice bath requires a like a mental leap, knowing, hey, what I'm about to do is going to be very difficult. I'm going to be uncomfortable, but I'm going to do it anyway. And so like that, even that, if you get in and get out in five seconds, like I personally believe that that person has done something great for just like their mental well-being as far as, oh, I can push myself to do things that are a little bit challenging. Yeah, I think that's the big thing, being emotionally empowered. Yeah. We we spoke about this before we started recording, how I remember the thing that got me involved in John Jacques, Armstrong, myself, and Aaron. Now you guys trying to bring me in into that one. We're going. We're going to be going soon. I have no choice now. But I I remember, um, because you know I I was following some of Joey's early work, and I would see these people doing this, and I thought it was cool, but you know, it just kind of like you see it, and it, it didn't really grab me until he had one one uh, person, which is a female client of his, and you could tell she was struggling. She didn't want to get in the ice. Like it was just she's like, no, I, I I can't do it. And Joy was so calm and so like reassuring. He gave her complete control to choose whether to go in or not. But then after a short amount of time, she just, she did it. She did it. She went in. She went all the way in. She got herself calm. And then when she got out, it was like an emotional release. Mm-hmm. I've never, that's when I'm like, it, it, what you do sounds exactly like what we do in here. 100%. Yeah. Because it's, it's learning how to deal with pressure, putting yourself into a, a situation that can be incredibly stressful. And the biggest obstacle that we have is not our body, it's our mind. 100%, yeah. You know, so, and hey, 
look, the world we're living in, you have a COVID safe business too, you know, because you get to do all of this and there's no contact and it's a great way to reach people and help people get through this. I think it's pretty amazing. And and on top of that is how often you recommend people to exercise the breathing, they do the meditation, because I know it's a lot of the instructors that we have around the world today each one in a way has their personal touch mm-hmm. into the method. Of course. When I learned from Milano Kani's, I don't know, 30 years ago, I'm still doing exactly the way he showed me. It was such an, a privileged time. Train jiu-jitsu with Hickson. After the class of Hickson, Orlando come, comes in. Then I have Hickson, Marcelo Berry, and myself doing the whole hour and a half routine and exercise. And until today, I do my breathing exercise, 10, 15 minutes. I do my biogymnastic a little bit for another half an hour, which the breathing is involved, but I don't have the ice. Of course, yeah. But that was his method. Today, what would say is the difference of Wim Hof method from some of the other methods out there? What it's like the trademark or what makes him and what makes you want to go and follow his steps so like with the whole breath work world the truth is there's nothing that's brand brand new a lot of these things have been around for thousands of years and even wim hoff will be hey i'm not the first person to do any of this stuff i'm just the first person who brought it to science because of i remember when i was doing the breathing getting in like the cold water a part of me recognized "Ah, this is kind of a little woo woo but i'm a spiritual person like i feel something good going on i recognize i'm building myself up in some way. So like I know what his is as far as the breathing is that he also incorporates breath holds into the breathing, but they're also not meant for like these free diving kind of breath holds. It's more about just building that alkalinity in the body. He's the one that doing the breathing he showed not only that like you have all these mental components, but also that he was able to fight off diseases within his body just by doing this breathing. Um, and there's like so many different breath work methods and I practice a whole bunch of them. Uh, like for me, I find the most important thing, just learn. If you just learn like proper breathing mechanics, if you just learn how to breathe into those different areas in your body, you're setting yourself up well for life because you can be driving in the car, stuck in traffic. And that's what I do when like I'm feeling stressed in my body. I just take these deep breaths in through my nose. I fill up all the different breathing muscles. I try to take maybe two to three breaths in a minute and keep myself calm that way. What I also do love about the Wim Hof method breathing in particular is that it is a little bit more intense than maybe just calm, meditative breathing. But what So with the breathing that I was talking about, just doing breathing mechanics, it brings you into that calm, relaxed, meditative, parasympathetic nervous system state or that rest and digest nervous system state. Wim Hof's breathing actually brings you into both. You go into the sympathetic, which is the fight or flight nervous system state, as well as the parasympathetic uh, rest and digest nervous system state. And so while you're doing the breathing, you're going into both of those nervous system states. And it's important to do because of our bodies do thrive a little bit on stress. A lot of big, important things we do are you have to be stressed out a little yeah, bit beforehand. Every day. Yeah. Every day. And so what I find is that in doing the breathing, I like to call it microdosing on stress, but you give your, like you put a little bit of stress into the body, make your body used to being in that state a little bit. And in doing so, when a stressful situation happens, it's not, oh my God, I'm totally stressed out. It's, oh, I'm recognizing a feeling in my body that's stressed. I'm just- It, it sounds like almost you, you, 
you're going to that level of stress, but you know how to get out of it. Yes. Yeah. And how you have both sides of the coin. I can get stressed and I can release the stress. You can release it. And then also by giving yourself little bits of it, it's when a stressful thing happens. It's like, okay, I, I know how to Deal be with. in stress. Yeah. Oh, that is awesome. And the ice bath helps with that as well because of your, once again, going into what I feel is like your body's maximum level of stress. You see everyone have a slight level of panic in their body oh, the second sure, they man. get in. <laughs> and so if you can be panicked consistently and then, okay, I can panic for a split second now instead of 20 seconds, 30 seconds. Now it's 10 seconds, five seconds, two seconds. You kind of bring it down. And then, yeah, once again, using that tool of breathing to, okay, I'm fine now. What what would say is the most common when all your clients after they get into and then have go to the whole process, what is their comments in their personal life? They feel the change of the system they follow with you. What is the they call you say, like, Joe, thank you. I'm now I'm feeling better this way, I'm doing better that way. What would you say was the most common change you feel in person? Yeah, the most common I would say is like having more energy. Uh, just in doing the breathing every day, uh, it does this thing where you do feel more energized in your body. Your cells are just functioning better. And so you just feel more awake, just a little. And it's like this interesting thing. Where it's like you have more energy, but it's also like a grounded, relaxed energy. It's not like you're, you've been drinking 10 Red Bulls and now you're flying off the walls. It's just like, no, like I, okay, I have stuff to do and it's fine. And then also just like the mental clarity, as I said, it kind of gets you out of the prefrontal cortex, the human part of our brain, and we connect more with our reptilian and mammalian parts of our brain. So you see people that are, they get into these meditative states and just like throughout the day, we all have a whole laundry list of things that need to get done. But I think the difference between a stressed person and a not stressed person, a stressed person looks at those things and kind of sees it as, oh, I got to do this, that, or the other. What I also find for myself and a lot of people that do the breathing, they do the breathing maybe feeling one way, stressed about this, that, or the other. And it's similar to kind of leaving a jujitsu class where it's like, oh, I just have to call that guy. I just have to send out those emails. It's really just six things I have to do. Like it's not, you don't put as much stress into the external events. And so I've found that for myself and a lot of people that I've worked with that just in doing that consistently, that kind of clarity comes in. It feels like the the person start to know better themselves, mm-hmm. and on top of that, um, I'm not telling everyone to do that. I'm just going to ask him a personal thing that I heard, and I heard that you you are, I think it was ten days. It was ten days. Yeah, I know you're, what you're ten talking days about, yeah. yourself. You put yourself in a dark room, and why is that? Why so yeah, is- the thing is called the darkness retreat, and that's what it was. It was ten days. Uh, complete darkness. Uh, there was like a bathtub, a toilet, a bed. Uh, the person that brings food brings it in once a day. They bring it through like these double doors. So he opens the door on his side, puts the food in, close the door. And then on my side, I have a separate door that I'm able to open up and grab the food. And as I said, I'm a huge advocate of meditation. Uh, this breath work is one form of it. Getting into an ice bath is a form of it. Sitting on your bed for an hour is another form. And I've just felt a calling to do something a little bit deeper. And so 10 days, 
Uh, this was also like when COVID was just kind of happening. Stress was kind of a thing. The world's changing. It was a perfect time. Okay. So this yeah. is some lockdown. This was Let's just do it. Recently, then. This was relatively recently. Oh, yeah. Wow. I, I thought I thought this was like when he, oh when I was eighteen or something. No, this wow. was this was June or July. <laughs> wow. And it's ten days and to get away from distractions. So what I find that in life we all are connected to various things, people, things. And so much of like what's going on in the world right now, it's so hard to be cut off from the craziness of the world. And I recognize the world's crazy and it's important to know what's going on. But at the same time, it was just like, I'm feeling all this stress and none of it's like my stress. It's the world's stress. And so it's like, okay, this could be a good opportunity to get away, disconnect from all that and kind of look inward what's going on in my own psychology, in my own body, what like what stories are repeating in my own mind. And so just kind of to get clarity on all that. And I definitely got a lot of clarity. 10 days in there is very intense. Uh, you don't really recognize it until you're in there for 10 days. I, I can imagine what, what I would say was, if you can share with us, the most common thoughts you have in your mind. Mm. Everything dark and okay, I do my breathing. I have this much hours of sleeping. Yeah. Well, and I mean, there's so many things. There's like one of the things, especially in the beginning is okay. Like this is day one. I've got 10 days of this. How am I going to get through this? And then a lot of it is counting. Is this day over yet? It's kind of your brain is freaking out. Uh, then things happen, like, like shifts happen. And when you have no distractions, you go through the whole gamut of emotions. There's laughing for no reason. There's crying for no reason. All that stuff that's inside just comes out. And what I found is that, so like a lot of times what I found that the 10 days is, is, you know, at first it's that you're feeling a little overwhelmed because everything's dark. You're not going anywhere. You're not talking to anyone. There's nothing to distract you. It feels overwhelming. And then somehow some kind of emotional release, if it's laughing, crying, screaming, whatever it is. And then as soon as that release happens, then it's just calm and clarity. And so I'm like, okay, that's all I have to do is just kind of get through uh, the initial difficult moments. And then when some kind of things released, then it's just calm and quiet. And then I was able to get into these really intense uh, meditative states where like there's nothing, there's no thing like that I'm worried about or stressing about. It's just this inner peace that you find, but dealing with little bits of stress up to it is it's interesting. Because I think also when you get into a good stage of know how to do a meditation, you can do that anywhere. Yes. I do sometimes, I, in the afternoon, go home and sit in a couch and everybody's watching TV, people talking here, kids there, and I'm just sitting on the couch and not taking a nap. I literally close my eyes and I don't hear nothing mm -hmm. for 15 minutes. And my family knows what I'm doing. They don't go, hey, touch me. Hey, dad. Yeah. No, they let, let me be. But I sit over there, close my eyes. It's I don't even know what the TV is talking about. I don't know what people are doing. I just feel that I'm somewhere else. Yeah. Then I feel a reset, almost a reset in your brain. You feel like so much energy ready to go. Yeah. And what's interesting is that like the meditating, I feel, is a way to kind of go into an internal state that I found while I was actually in that darkness retreat is a thing that you don't even have to be actively meditating to have. I remember at one point uh, I was sitting and it was after a big kind of emotional release and just sitting with the 
best peace of mind I think I've ever had. Just totally like nothing's going on in my head, super present. And I also remember, so the thing, I, the room I was in, it was made of kind of like an adobe, kind of like a mud that hardens into brick, but it was raining outside. And so it kind of started melting. And I can, as I'm meditating, I can hear bits of like that dripping down. So like the water was dripping in and bits of mud were coming in. And I remember like in my mind's eye, like I knew exactly where it was. And I also remember being, oh, like maybe I should put a towel in that area while I'm in this meditative state. And I remember it was like one part of my brain went, yeah, we could do that, but I'm in this total bliss right now. Why would I want to get out of it? And then another part of my brain went, you know, you can bring this feeling with you as you get up to put a towel down. And so it was like a big uh, eye opener for me. Oh, like, yeah, meditating is this way to, okay, I'm going to quiet all these things. You make that intention, but it also doesn't have to be while you're meditating. You could be driving and just focusing on your breath, focusing on what's going on around you. You could be in a conversation and just focusing on what's important. Like I find jujitsu to be oh, a meditation. And definitely, I think it's for a lot of people and um, they say they have such a very challenged day and when they come to train, you can tell on their face after the training how much lighter the person yeah. looks. They come in so tense and they shake your hand very tight. They're little, they can lift the class, looks like they are, their body's melting. Such yeah. a relief. Then release everything that they have over the head. Find your Zen. Yeah. You know, I, you know if you come here to train Jiu Jitsu and you're thinking about something else. <laughs> I'm gonna get choked so many times. <laughs> I mean, you better focus in one thing mm -hmm. and get everything else out of your mind. And that's what Jiu-Jitsu does. And the meditation, I believe, you go even deeper to that aspect. Yeah, because sitting there, like it can be anywhere. Yeah. But I think it's the breathing. Just the fact you're thinking about breathing, you already isolate yourself. Yeah, yeah. And I also find that our bodies do reward us for stepping into stressful situations. As I said, little bits of stress, right? Because I feel the problem with a lot of Western culture is chronic stress. Everyone's holding on to so many different things. But within jujitsu, you're like, if we're going at it, we're literally in fight or flight to some extent because we're in like some kind of element of a fight. And so going throughout it without mul with like multiple partners, by the time you're done, your body's like, wow, you just faced a lot of kind of little micro fears. Here, you get to be relaxed for a big portion of the day. People get into an ice bath. They're terrified of it. They get in and then everyone is so happy afterwards. You do, like, you do get this rush of endorphins that exercise gives you, which is a fight or flight thing, which kind of getting it. Like, so I think our bodies are designed, okay, the world's going to be a little bit stressful, handle this piece of stress. And once that's done, but once it's handled, and I think a lot of people have unhandled stress, but once it's handled, I feel the body gives those rewards. It's a lot of overthinking. Yeah, it's, it's funny. It's exactly like uh, when you get students that want to compete, you know, they tell you they want to do it and then they sign up and then you watch the psychology, <laughs> of course. Like the days leading up to the event and the stress. And they, even when they come in and train, there's just that, you could tell they're just off. Yeah. And they're there and then it's the right before. And then afterwards it's like, man, this, the sun can't be any brighter. You know, there's like this weight and they feel empowered and it gives you that, that mindset that if I can do this, I can handle anything. Yeah. You know, and that's what I think. It's interesting because they call it the three pillars, right? The the breathing, the meditation, and, and the, the ice work. Well, so yeah. And what, what I found is that 
for me at least, it's really the one pillar of the mindset and then the breath work and the ice bath are really just these powerful tools to develop a powerful mm-hmm. mindset. Yeah. And how, how, how often you recommend people to do that once they go and do the camp with you? You do every day, you do once a week. How often should I go into the ice? How's that work after somebody has and go to the class with you? Yeah. So like if you can do it every day, I'd always recommend doing it every day. Tony Robbins talks a lot about the importance of priming for the day. What's the first thing you do when you wake up? Because a lot of times people wake up, we look at our cell phones, and now you're kind of reacting to the day. So I always kind of recommend it. If you can do it first thing you wake up, that's you're setting yourself up for success for the rest of the day because you're changing that mindset. Also, you get all the benefits as far as the health benefits. They last for about 24 hours as well. So if you can do it every day, I always recommend doing it every day. I also recommend doing it because I also know that some things are difficult. Doing the breathing is difficult. And so like doing it in a way that you would actually do it within the day. Because in a workshop, I take people through about four different rounds. The rounds are pretty long and it goes for about an hour. It's a pretty intensive thing. And I also understand for a lot of people on their own, doing that kind of thing would be very difficult. But if you can maybe do one set of maybe 30 breaths and doing a thing and then seeing how you feel after that, maybe doing a second set, or if not just being, Hey, I did one set because just in doing that little bit, you're doing something good for yourself. You're priming yourself for the day. As far as ice baths go or cold immersion uh, with cold showers, if you can do it every day, awesome. And it's the way I've found to kind of hack it for myself in a way that I would do it every day is what I do is I turn the shower on So like I turn it to hot, but I get in while it's warming up. So it's still cold while it's getting on. But like I know in a matter of seconds, it's going to be warm and I'll be fine. Then it gets warm. And then I go through my warm shower because who doesn't like a nice warm shower in the morning? And then when it's coming time, like, okay, I'm done with the shower. Okay. The last 30 seconds are going to be cold. And so I kind of sandwich it in. And then anytime I can do an ice bath, I do it. But with the ice baths in particular, so two minutes, In water, that's about 33 to 35 degrees Fahrenheit, 1 to 3 degrees Celsius. If you do it once a week, you'll get all the health benefits of it because I think they last about six to seven days as far as getting in the ice bath, doing it for two minutes. And if you do that consistently as a practice of health, you'll be doing something good for yourself and maintaining those benefits. And that's awesome because um, that's fun. It's it's very common in Brazil that in New Year's, Thirty-first December, last day of the year, midnight, you jump into the ocean. And I happen to live in the valley, and I don't have any ocean around me, but I have a pool. <laughs> and it's winter. I know. And You're giving me ideas, Joey. I'm a pool too. And that's every every thirty-first of December, I go and jump into the pool, and it is cold. But I, one of the things I did was I remember talking about fifteen years ago was jump in and jump out. Like this year, we basically I was swimming, and I see my kids. And my wife look like, "What's wrong with you?" But it was the breathing, the whole thing that I, I always done that, and I find fascinated to me that you've been doing that for how long now? So I've been teaching the Wim Hof method for about two years now. 
but before I was teaching it, man, whenever that Hicks and Gracie seminar that we did here was however many years ago, man, I, I think awesome. I, yeah, I think I went home that day and jumped into our pool and saw how long I can yeah, stay. Yeah, so the view is you, Eric, and uh, Marcel is coming <laughs> early in the morning, very cold. And I think it was the beginning of, I think you found your path in terms of, because what you've been doing now is, uh, it, as you, as we all know, we live in a very stressful world. And mm -hmm. right now, amazingly stressful for every person in the planet right now, unless you have a way to have an outlet. Yeah. And I think the breathing, the meditation, all of these. And, and I was so happy that I know someone who's actually doing that and benefit so many people because you're giving people hope, you're giving people health. Because when we're talking about health is, I'm not worried about how long we're gonna be living. I just wanna make sure the time that I'm alive, I'm healthy. Yeah. And I can do the things I wanna do in life. Yeah. And that's something that you're doing right now. It's hundreds of people that are already jumping on the ice with you, yeah. change their life and they're very healthy. Do you feel them having a change on their evident on their healthy habits? Because I'm sure not everybody eats well, mm -hmm. not everybody, a lot of people drink more, a lot of people unfortunately don't exercise, a lot of wrong things. Do you feel on that process that they go with you, they slowly start changing their lifestyle? I think so because of, I feel that when you experience something, right? You can read all the books on self-development, but unless you apply anything, it's just, oh, theory, maybe that'll work. That would be a nice thing for me to do. But when you come to a workshop, you do the breath work, you get in the eyes, you have the experience of, oh, I just did this breathing and I feel phenomenal. I feel more relaxed than I've ever felt in my life. And so I find that a lot of people do maintain it as a regular practice. And if not, I also find people like, oh, like I'm just going to change the way I breathe day to day. So like it, I think it does help form these little keystone habits, even if it's something small, because I know that uh, like keystone habits, like a habit that you have that starts changing everything else. Coming to jujitsu, I find helps me. Then all of a sudden I eat better. Friend wants to go get some beers late at night. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to, I have training tomorrow at nine. Uh, I don't want to feel like crap tomorrow. So I'm going to pass on that. So it makes every other habit a little bit better. And I find that with breathing, as soon as you learn like, oh, I can breathe a different way. It's like the, I feel it's like the most baseline aspect of health. How do we breathe? Hydration's important, working out's important, eating well's important, but a lot of people don't think about, oh, if I breathe in this way, I can breathe myself to become healthier. And so it's this super simple thing that you can do. And as soon as you learn it, it's just there. It's information in your body's, oh, I didn't know I can breathe this way now. Like it's weird that I wasn't breathing this way all along. And I feel that's just kind of the beginning aspect because you have that tool to keep yourself calm. On, on that process that you you teach, uh, how long it usually takes to a person that want to start today to get into a stage that they properly do the exercise and breathe well? Mm -hmm. Evidently, if I do every day, I'm going to get there quickly. Course, but in yeah. average, how long it takes for somebody to get into that point that you start having a huge impact on their lives? Um, I've seen it happen as soon as the first lesson, which is one of those incredible things that you learn this super simple thing that you just weren't aware of before, but now because you're aware of it, 
it's, oh, I didn't know that's how you were supposed to do that. And so I've seen most people get most of it just less than one. Uh, for certain other things, there's certain kind of little nuanced things, learning how to breathe into your back, for example, or your ribs become a little bit more difficult and they require a little bit of time. But even if you just do it for a few weeks, you're going to get there because it's just taking the time and just getting out of the external world and just kind of connecting to yourself, your own body, your own physiology, your own mind. And so I've seen, but for people like as soon as you just learn a thing that you didn't know, uh, you can apply it immediately. And would say it's, what is the most, we'd say the people that come to you and do, they want to do the, have the classes with you. Mostly is athletes, common person, age over 30, less than 30. Mm -hmm. It's how is the group for you? Which is the group they're looking for more to work or exercise with you? It's so amazing because it's such a diverse group. Every time I do a workshop, I have professional athletes. I have grandparents. I have a person that's like, I've never done any of this kind of stuff before, but I don't know. It seemed interesting. I have all sorts of people that come to the workshops, a lot of like spiritual people because of with the breathing, you do go to these different planes, professional athletes. Like, as I said, just like basic, like regular people just looking to reduce levels of stress every now and then people with kind of uh chronic illnesses because they found out that it helps with the immune system, things of that nature. So it really is a whole wide gamut of people. And because Wim Hof is also on the rise in popularity, depending on what he's done recently also influences what my workshops look like. When he did a documentary on was called The Goop Lab with Gwyneth Paltrow, it was a Netflix thing. And when I did that, when he did that, all of a sudden my workshops are now filled with women because they saw this thing that they were watching. And so depending on what he does, it brings in an interesting group of people, but consistently a lot of, as I said, spiritual kind of people looking for new meditation tools, and then people looking to work on their health athletes, and then just regular people looking to make little changes. And what do you do? Or, or I should say, not what do you do? I remember watching, because you've shared a lot of your, your training under him when you went to Europe and you, mm -hmm. you were with the group. And is there a... Um, is there a continuation of that or is it just kind of like once you get trained and you just kind of take it and you, you own it and because of your background with him, you're connected to it, but mm -hmm. is there, is there going to be any sort of, like, are you going, do you maintain communication with him? Is there any sort of follow-up that you do? So like, as I said, like when I became an instructor, there were like the, like the classes that you had to do, there was the advanced, the fundamentals, the, the master class where you became an instructor, but things like, I think what you were mentioning with Poland are, for the most part, with the people that go, it's like its own standalone thing. You're there for a week. You're doing a lot of breath work. Every day you're doing multiple sessions of it and also a lot of cold water immersion. Uh, at some point, we take people through these like these rivers that are flowing, and you can see there's – even though the river's flowing, it, there's icicles still forming Ooh. within <laughs> it. And so there's moving water and all this, and people will stay in for 10 minutes. And it's one of those things that I feel like you do it for a week and then it's okay. You now know you can do this mm -hmm. because yeah, at the end of the day, like you don't need someone to constantly take you through this practice. At some point you can just branch off, do your own thing. But I also find as an instructor, 
like for breathwork classes in particular, I'll still pay to go to somebody's breathwork class. I remember we had uh, John Paul in here who was a breathwork instructor, and I would go to his class even though I knew how to do it because of with somebody kind of as an instructor, it makes me go a little bit further. And so like I do my own daily practice, but at the same time, I'll still pay to go to a good instructor and take myself a little bit deeper, even if I'm not maybe learning anything new, just kind of having that external presence there of, okay, this is where I'd want to stop, but the class isn't done yet. So I'm going to push a little further. Yeah. I think like anything, it's, uh, there's always a level of, um, growth. Of course. Yeah. yeah so that makes sense. And what it would take you to get to level three? Uh, I think just time at this point, uh, like, yeah, like I've, I've helped as far as, uh, with the the Poland experience, I've done a lot of workshops. I think at some point, I don't know what the exact uh, qualifications or whatever, but Poland is their main, uh, like the main event. Every year in Poland, it's around this time. Uh, that's when, like, if you're an instructor, you kind of get a show off to Wim and the other level three instructors uh, what you're capable of. I would have definitely loved to go this year, but American travel to Poland is uh iffy and so yeah like they weren't taking any american instructors um but yeah like i don't know if like you know i'm pretty like i feel i have a good knowledge on it i practice it a lot i teach it a lot but i'm not even uh like in my head like oh how do i become this level three i'm just doing what i'm doing you're doing the work yeah i think that's the that to me is the recipe for success you know you don't focus on the, the tangible things is just do the work, the opportunities, they just, they'll come. Yeah. It's just like jujitsu. Yeah, like if you're yeah. the person always asking, when do I get my belt? When do I get my belt? <laughs> just come to class. I, I'll be a forever white belt. You know, if I never got promoted to anything, I would just keep coming anyway. I just love jujitsu and same thing with the Wim Hof method. I just love doing it. Uh, promote me. Don't promote me. I don't like, I don't care. I'm still uh, going to teach it. And, how can people get a hold of you? How can people do you still you have daily classes or you go people contact you? Hey, I'm gonna go there and I can teach you and yeah, how is it working? So you can find me on my website joeyhouse.com. If uh I don't know if there's J-O-E-Y-H-A-U-S-S dot com. My last name is not the proper spelling of house in any language. Uh so joeyhouse.com slash breathwork. And I do weekly uh weekly online breath sessions there. Uh, if you use the code no gi required, your first uh breath session will be free. Oh, here uh, we go. <laughs> <laughs> but I also like still do workshops and everything like that. Obviously, with COVID, things have changed, but I'm still there. We make sure that everything's nice and safe. There's plenty of space. Most of the time it's outside. Um, and yeah, I think I have one coming up January 23rd. It's on the website, but also you can find me on social media. Same thing, J-O-E-Y-H-A-U-S-S, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. And and I always ask that question to everyone that's going to come here and they already know. And I know Joe for so many years and I see his incredible improvement on his jiu-jitsu. He's done so many competitions in jiu-jitsu here. And he his training wasn't as much every day because of he was improving and doing the the techniques, the teaching so many people around the world that he wasn't here as often as. But right now in the past, before the COVID, he was coming back and showing his jiu-jitsu and everything. And Joe, who is Joe House? 
Who is that person? Who is that person? Wow, that's a deep question. Uh, I don't know. I'm just a person on this planet doing the best they can. I have hobbies like jujitsu, teaching Wim Hof method. Love my family. Love my wife. Uh, love my friends. That's, you know, simple person just uh, trying to do the best they can in this world. And yeah, he's a great guy. I know him for so many years, and uh, it's been it's been great to have you on board here with us, man. Yeah, and if I'm not mistaken, you just had a birthday. I did. It was uh, yesterday. yesterday. Yeah. So happy birthday again. Thank you very much. Well, he hasn't changed since we met him. He still no. looks the same. <laughs> yeah, it's the smile. <laughs> right. Well, Joey, well, thank you, man. And uh, please do continue to help people in that aspect of teaching them how to breathe properly because uh, it does make a huge difference in their lives in terms of health, especially in the moment that we're going through right now. And people stay home. Yeah, stay home. You go 15, 20 minutes every day. Do your exercise. It does make a huge difference in terms of health. And, uh, man, I'm looking forward to, to hear more at the moment that you go probably next year and do that extremely cold exercise, right? And bring back to us some more stories. And man, thank you for being here with us today. Absolutely, awesome. yeah. Thank thanks you, for John. having me thank on. You. This is a lot of fun. All right, everyone. And uh, thanks for listening to us. Another no gear required. And stay tuned. I'll see you guys very soon again. Thank you.